You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast of the Coronavirus Sessions, where our temporary mission is to save as many businesses and jobs as possible by sharing how our fellow business owners and professionals are navigating the impact of COVID-19. I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host is Michael Dees. What is up, man? What's up, man? We just had a, a little bit way too much fun trying to get these backgrounds that I feel a little under. Yeah, I mean, yours looks great. That's the, uh, that's the old showroom. Uh, that's like showroom two at New Scooters for Less History, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I can't wait till we uh, introduce our guest and you can see his because his, his is literally uh, making me laugh. Does this um, bring back memories, Mike? The, so it if, does. So everybody that's listening, real quick, you guys... I know a lot of you listen to this on iTunes and SoundCloud and Spotify, which is great, but you're really missing out on the video podcast, right? Because like, look, I have this old, my backdrop is the old dealership. I used to walk through here and sell so many scooters. Look at this. Look at that. That's right. That graffiti was so cool, man. It really is cool. I I remember, uh, not when we got that one done, but some of the ones we've done before. I also, there's a video on our Facebook of, uh, you on my back as we're vacuuming that showroom. <laughs> Just the things I remember. All but, the memories. All the memories. But yeah. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. But first, let's uh, introduce some of our sponsors. We got Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper sponsoring us again today. Uh, Kyle, Charles, and team will keep you and your family fed. And if you want to call them and donate some food to those at the hospitals on the front lines of this virus, they'll be happy to do that too. They've been all over... Uh, Instagram, Facebook, you can see them delivering pies to the hospitals, which is really cool to see. And be sure to look them up on social media. I love anybody that's willing to throw Colin some shade. They posted this <laughs> lasagna and garlic roll uh, uh, image yesterday, and I was like, it literally looks amazing. And he commented and said, yeah. Um, he said, just finished watching your handsome face and that other guy, which I love. So, <laughs> so I love anybody that's going to throw you some shade. But be sure to find them on, on social media. Um, you can also look for their specials on the new Eat GMV Facebook page that the Chamber of Commerce created, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, pick up the phone. Uh, call our friends Leonardo's Millhopper, 352-376-2001, or order online at leonardosmillhopper.com. Tell them you heard about them on the Woe GMV podcast. And yeah, uh, you've got one too, right? Pizza, baby. Pizza. Love pizza. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for Charles and team. We, we appreciate all you guys. And of course, we have to thank our man, Matt Houchins of Houchins Consulting. Matt has, uh, I mean, he's paid for so many of these episodes, man. And I'm so grateful for you, Matt. Um, Houchins Consulting is here to help your business through the time of uncertainty, you guys. Take advantage of a free Google My Business audit and update. All you have to do in order to get this is just mention our show. Just say that, hey, Matt, I heard about Houchins Consulting on the WHOA GNV podcast. I want to get this free Google My Business audit and, uh, and would really appreciate your help in getting us updated and that kind of, and he'll take care of you, man. So give Matt a call at 352-562-0310 or check him out at gnvseo.com. Thank you so much, sponsors, for your support and for making this show happen. We're super grateful and Gainesville businesses support these incredible sponsors. Please love, love Colin and Michael. I bet gnvseo.com gets some really good SEO. <laughs> you know it, baby. You know it. <laughs> oh, you guys, we're going to go ahead and get right into this show. Today on the show, we have my friend Chris Floyd joining us. Chris, what is up, dude? Oh, hey, what's, what's happening? I didn't oh, know you- okay. <laughs> 
he's got Chris has got the best background, you guys. He knows how to come through. He's got the whole home studio thing down. That's real. That's happening in real time. Those people. <laughs> real, real time. I'm I'm telling you guys, if you're not watching the video version of this podcast, you need to go check it out right now. This is gonna be this is gonna be hilarious, and we might switch these backgrounds throughout this thing. Who knows? But uh. But Chris, so welcome to the show, man. Why don't you tell everybody who you are, what you do, and just give us a little, a quick intro. Okay, quick intro. Um, well, um, I am the owner of uh, Insight Insurance Group, which is a uh, local insurance agency. And uh, we celebrated uh, our uh, second year anniversary on Monday. Uh, thanks, everybody, for giving me a pandemic uh, for my birthday. <laughs> it's really awesome. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> that's, that's what I feel like comes after. Thank you. You have to keep giving, apparently. So, uh, so, that's, so that's what's happening. So, uh, but my agency is um, uh, focused on uh, health and life insurance, um, specifically with group health. So when um, employers, and all of them should really, um, give uh, health benefits to their employees, uh, I can shop those packages. Also, a big part of my business is Medicare. Um, so between all of that and what's happening all around us, uh, it's been, uh, super weird. It's been super weird. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? I mean, now we're several weeks in on this whole pandemic thing, you know, what was some of the first initial impacts to you, um, whether personally or professionally, I would just like to, to hear about it. Well, um, so, uh, I mean, the biggest thing that I've kind of, um, dealt with um, as a, as an agency owner and a business owner is, you know, how, how do I message? Like, what do I do and how do I approach people in a way that's not gross? I mean, you see, unfortunately in my business, you do see people uh, lean kind of leaning into fear and leveraging that fear in order to push products. Um, a good example of that is you've got some, um, life insurance agents and a lot of life insurance agents also sell annuities. Um, what they'll do is they'll lean into the stock market fear uh, to try and move people out of the, out of the stock market and into annuities. I'm not saying anything for or against annuities necessarily. I am just personally against using fear as a motivator uh, to get people to buy stuff, particularly now. I just, it's, to me, it's gross and weird and I won't do it. So I've kind of put the halt on um, approaching groups for health insurance. Um, what I've mainly done with my existing groups is, you know, just reach out to them, say, hey, how you doing? Uh, is there anything I can do for you? Is there any information that you need on your plans? Uh, a good example is most of the uh, insurance carriers right now, um, they've waived all out-of-pocket expenses for uh, related to COVID-19. So for example, uh, any testing that's done um, and treatment related to COVID-19, generally speaking, is being covered at no out-of-pocket cost to uh, the members of these plans. So that's obviously good information. Um, also, a lot of the plans that I set up uh, have a telehealth component. So, you know, last thing, the last thing you want to do is maybe go in a doctor's office with a bunch of people who are sneezing and coughing and so forth. So if you can avoid going to a doctor's office and get uh, your health delivered uh, via the interwebs, um, you know, it's a safe way to do it. And it's a kind of a way to triage your situation and see if it needs to be elevated to perhaps going to the emergency room, or maybe it's just something you need to wait out. So that's kind of what I've been doing on the group side. Um, 
I haven't been doing any outbound marketing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the Medicare side, it's a little different. Um, so Medicare is uh, kind of agnostic in terms of the environment. So, you know, whether it's raining, snowing, pandemic, um, a meteor shower, um, people are turning 65. You got 10,000 people turning 65 every day in the United States, regardless of the climate. So, um, so I, what I do is I assist people on, um, you know, going over their health, going over their lifestyle, budget, and all of that stuff, try to put them with a a plan that makes sense based on a holistic approach. Um, so my big challenge for that has been, obviously seniors are in that segment that are um, pretty, um, it's kind of not safe to obviously see them face to face. So my challenge has been, you know, how can I deliver this information? And, and it's a lot of information. How can I deliver it in a way that's gonna be easy to understand and digest. Um, I've done in the past, over the last two years, I've done all of my Medicare appointments face-to-face in people's homes. And usually appointments are like two hours long. So Mm -hmm. to transition from that, which is a high touch, very personalized approach to delivering uh, through the interwebs um, has been a little bit of a challenge. Um, Fortunately, um, in a time like this, the nerds rule, and I consider myself at least seventeen percent nerd. So, well, so what I've done, so what I've done is I've uh, kind of created a studio. Oh no, yes, it's a green screen. So anyway, back to lasers. Um, so what I've done is I've created a makeshift studio in my house, but because what I want to be able to do is deliver um, my um, in in home in person experience as closely as possible, <clears throat> and that means obviously crisp audio, clear video, the ability to show documents, the ability to walk people through things, the ability for me mostly to be able to see the looks on people's faces when I say, do you understand what I'm saying? And if they, you know, if they're on the phone and I can't see them and they're going, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. I know that they don't understand what I'm saying if I see them in person. So then I can go back and review things. So it's, it's a way for me to make sure and feel confident that they know what I'm talking about, that they're well-informed in making the decision and they get the, you know, the best, they give me the best data, which allows me to help them, to advise them to be in the best place for them based on their life. And so, so yeah, I mean, that's been the big challenge. I've actually kind of enjoyed it um, because I can do these fun backgrounds, like. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say, that, that laser one, I can't tell if it was like my old trapper keeper or if it was like my senior photo. But. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. It very much does. Look like hey, so, uh, you know, have we, you guys, have we entered, we, we've entered the age where like 65 year olds are perfectly comfortable with the internet? Not yeah. quite. Not Not quite. Okay, because I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, like my grandparents, like I remember there was never, there was never a chance in hell I was going to get my grandparents like really utilizing social media tools or Zoom face-to-face meetings like this. But, but now I'm thinking like, like my parents for sure, like my parents, like they're completely, completely into it and they're, they're capable. Um, So, I mean, we got to be getting close, right? It's more yes than no. Um, you know, you still have, hi, what's your email address? And it's blah, blah, blah. It's like their, you know, their social security card number at AOL.com or whatever. So it's like, <laughs> that's, 
that's dangerous. <laughs> Don't do that anymore. But uh, I, for the most part, it's, you know, it's people are fairly wise to the technology. Part of the challenge also, and one of the reasons that I like doing Medicare is the fact that it doesn't matter uh, in terms of the client and what their um, ability to pay is. I'm able to put them with a product um, that fits any budget, whether they're, you know, you know, stacks on stacks, or, you know, if they're challenged to pay for their medication, I can, um, I can help anybody, which is wonderful. But the problem is those people on the lower uh, rung, uh, they may not have uh, high speed internet in their home. And it's certainly not safe for them, for me to go and see them, at least not in the immediate future. So that's part of the challenge is um, how do I reach those people? Because I don't want anybody obviously to be left behind um, and it's going to be harder to reach them. I know they're not the low hanging fruit. So I think there's an opportunity for them to be left behind because of the technology gap. So that's, that's one of the challenges that I'm trying to overcome right now. Um, and there are uh, ways to do that. Um, there are telephonic ways to sign applications, for example. But again, I have to make sure that, you know, people understand, you know, what I'm talking about and the different particulars of the plans that they're entering. So that's, that's kind of the challenge. That's the next hurdle to overcome. Cause I've clearly, I've clearly mastered the, uh, the video presentation part. Um, I was actually voted in high school, most likely to stand in front of lasers. I wanted to let you know. <laughs> so, so I did it. I did it class of uh, 90. <laughs> I wonder if like video production equipment, uh, has gone through the roof in terms of sales, you know, for like organizations because because of Zoom and people are trying to like increase their, you know, I'm like, I mean, I've totally ordered uh, one. We ordered a couple of new microphones because right. I, I, I completely, I was complaining at first, you know, the ear, I was like, Mike, I was like, I was like, your sound sounds so muffled and weird. I don't like it. And I was like, and of course, like I'm, I'm comparing everything to our studio, which is, you know, problem number one is that you go from, a nice high quality production studio to a zoom video and you know earbud microphones and it's like uh but so I, i've definitely I've spent some we bought a couple of nice microphones right we, uh you know like i i did buy a green screen which is supposed to be here later this week right now it's just the virtual like zoom thing like oh my god what happened to your arm but um did order a green screen i'm gonna get some uh some extra lighting because uh, it's close, but like, I need, I need this, like, you know, um, need it. Yeah. I'm just kind of curious if it, uh, I, I wonder, we should like try to figure that out. You should probably talk to Carol Winslow and get one of those selfie, uh, those selfie lights that she had. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised he doesn't have Kara coming over and make, uh, putting makeup on before every recording. I tried. She wouldn't come. Are no, you she come? wouldn't do it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's interesting. So, are like you doing a lot of like one-to-one -one reach outs right now? Are you are you doing it? Like, are you waiting for people to contact you? Like, what? Like, what? So, how are you managing it? Like, what? What steps are you taking? So, yeah, so on, like I said, on the group side, I'm really uh, I just don't feel comfortable reaching out to groups only because, you know, if people are worried if they're going to be able to open up again, they're certainly not trying to add benefits. You right, know, that makes sense. Um, and, and I just, I just feel, I, I don't feel right doing it. So um, I'm kind of holding off on the group side for now. On the Medicare side, 100% um, of my referrals are, um, or 100% of my business that comes in are referral based. 
And so, you know, I'm kind of at the mercy of their business. And so I've been fortunate that a lot of the, uh, a lot of the people that I work with uh, in the area, uh, for the most part, have continued to uh, have been able to transition to a digital platform. And so that hasn't necessarily slowed up. Um, so what kind of the opportunity I think that this has presented itself, you know, you can only bake so much uh, banana bread. Um, so the opportunity that's kind of presenting itself is, you know, all of those things that you've kind of pushed off where you'll get to it later, but there's too much immediate stuff in your face to do. You're faced with the prospect that there's plenty of time to do the stuff that you've put off. So what I'm, what I'm doing now is trying to get all of my, um, you know, my digital marketing assets kind of up to snuff right now. Um, so for example, my website, if you go on my website, uh, it is uh, my logo and that's it. And it's been that way for about a year and a half because, you know, for better or for worse, I haven't really had to do anything else at this point. But now this has kind of forced me to realize that, you know, I need, I need to do more in terms of my brand and, and getting word out there. Um, so, so that's what I'm working on. Uh, my obviously social media, call you later, buddy. Uh, you know a little bit about that stuff, but um, so getting social media kind of uh, up, up to snuff, getting the website where it has good, general information and ways to, uh, you know, ways to contact me and, uh, you know, kind of things of that nature. But really, to me, um, on, a mar on the marketing side, for me personally, uh, and I know different industries are different, but for me, um, it's not about outgoing, outbound marketing. It's not about aggressive uh, pushing, and, and, and it never has been. For me, it's just, you know, being there uh, and I'm there for information and, um, you know, I'm there to help if I can. And when things clear up, um, I think things will be okay eventually. So. I think it's interesting as people continue to invest in what's becoming normal now uh, between that and any kind of uh, consumer fear of getting back into groups. If, if a lot of this stuff will end up staying and, and changing the way that, you know, you run your business, the way that we run our business, and it'll have that long-term lasting effect. If we'll ever return back to the old ways, do you see returning back to the way you used to do things outside of that? Like, you know, like you said, the, the demographic that maybe doesn't have the access to internet and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, so, so in the past, the last two years that I've been in business, um, a lot of my um, a lot of my business comes in in the fourth quarter uh, because of Medicare. We can go in the weeds about all the Medicare particulars, but basically, there's an eight week period where I have to live in my car, like I'm taking naps in my car, in Dollar General parking lots. That's how much that I'm driving to see clients. It's just it's just a super super grind. And so now I'm kind of realizing that, you know, work smart not hard. And so I have the ability to see, you know, probably 40% more clients by not having to drive to see them. So for me, I think this is going to be the new norm um, because it just makes, you know, logical sense. It makes um, uh, fiscal sense. Um, um, it's not as hard on me um, and I'm able to help more people. So, I mean, it's kind of a win, win, win. I mean, there will be that segment of client that I have to see in person. And I'm totally fine with that when it's appropriate and safe. But I mean, I think generally speaking, I think what this has done, the pandemic really has kind of, it's kind of sped up a lot of trends that were had already started. Um, 
for example, um, I think that uh, people on, who are now, you know, before maybe weren't um, a digital type of a business. Maybe it's a, you know, a small store that didn't have a digital footprint. Now they understand that they need to be able to sell online. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, I think things such as um, 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 self-driving cars, I think people are going to understand that, you know, car ownership is not something that's necessarily as vital as it once was. I think companies that uh, own huge infrastructure in terms of like their business locations are going to maybe rethink that because perhaps for some it's not necessary to have, uh, you know, 500 people housed in the same building. So, I mean, I think, I think those are the types of things that are going to, they were, they were starting to happen. Um, and now I think it's all of this has kind of sped that progress up. So, so what needs to happen to make sure that people don't get left behind? Like, cause I can tell you, even in our business, just today, the day of this recording, um, we had someone come in that wanted to buy a scooter today. They lived out in Trenton, maybe don't have access to internet. They were the country type, you know, not to profile anybody, but you know, it's not, not the people that you're really going to be able to sell on a digital transaction. Right. But right. they still have an interest in a product. Uh, happen to be the one that we sell that that you could see it if you're not careful and if you're not specifically focused on how to take care of those people that they could get left behind. So how how do we in, in no matter the business avoid that happening? I mean, I mean that is that I, again that's a problem that's kind of widening as well. You know the 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 digital gap and the fact that you know we do not have broadband access from coast to coast yet. And so I think that, um, you know, we talk about improving infrastructure in this country and it's kind of, it's been talked about for the last three years, you know, bridges, roads, that sort of thing. I, I think you have to talk about um, broadband access from coast to coast. I mean, it's become the point where um, to me, internet is the same as water, is the same as sewer. It's a vital service um, and so, um, I think those conversations hopefully are being had on the state and national level, but I, I think that's, you know, that's going to help to provide the services and make them universally accessible for one. I mean, there has to be also some responsibility by the end user. You know, you can't um, deny the world is changing around you and then expect the world to bend to your will. You know, it is becoming more of a digital world. So people, if they want to have, um, the same opportunities that others have, then you, you got to step up and, and uh, be willing to change. So that's, there's some responsibility that, that's shared, I think, all over the place. Um, but yeah, you certainly don't want people to get left behind, but there's, there's some societal and some personal responsibility aspects to that. Definitely. It's tricky. Yeah. Well, I think the, the problem is too right now is that you have, you know, I, I hear everything you're saying and I'm like, yeah, I was like, I, I agree. I'm like, I'm like, yep, I agree. I agree. The problem is that we have a lot of people that, that, that don't agree. And like, you're not, you know, in terms of at, at least, at least when you're comparing, you know, physical, like, like this, well, physical, like road infrastructure, you know, it's, it's always like, which one, it's always a game of priorities, right? It's like, which one do you prioritize over the other? And, and so we constantly see that. And so all of these other things end up getting prioritized over, you know, a nationwide, broadband or even like you know communities trying to determine whether they need to or not so yeah i don't know it's I don't know. Uh, something Look, that's i got a feeling we're not going to solve that today 
Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it is it is interesting, especially uh, at least. So when you reflect back on the business side of things, you know, I'm like hearing you talk. It's great because the fact that we've done I don't know twenty, thirty of these, you know, podcasts at this point, and there's these common themes that are coming up, you know, and w- which is great because. Uh, you know, it's, it's able to see that a lot of mindsets are in the, the same place in the right place. And, you know, that's, that's been a big one uh, in terms of getting, getting everything online, Yes, you know, getting online stores, getting it. You know, I mean, we, we just talked to Bryn over at OXO fitness the other day and like, she was like, yeah, you know, I've, I've always had the, these, these, ex, these, uh, this merchandise, which is really cool merchandise for my company, but I've never had it online. It's always been in the store and I've started to sell a few things, you know, through my online store because we've had the time to get it online. And, you know, that's, that's great. It's an opportunity to, to have another revenue stream for the business. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. That's, that's been a very common, that's been a very common theme is like, I mean, even, even us, you know, we've talked, we brought it up multiple times about the electronic signatures and, you know, we've, we've always, talked about doing it but we've never really pulled the trigger on having our entire scooter sales process you know online through like being able to do it through electronic signature and sell the scooter that way right but, but now everybody's hand is kind of being forced because of this the circumstances that we're under and we're not being interrupted on a day-to-day basis and i i hate like i hate the way this sounds sometimes because i don't mean it to sound this way like when i say interrupted by customers you know, oh, customers in like, our, but like, you know, we, we were, if we work from 10 to six and we're in the shop and customers are coming in, like we're obviously prioritizing those customers. Like that's, that's the fuel for our business. Uh, of course. Uh, and so I don't, I don't mean for the word interrupted to sound like insincere or anything. It, it's more of like right now, you know, Mike's at his house. I'm at my, well, I'm in the old, <laughs> I'm in the old dealership apparently, but no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in my house. Right. For those of you guys that are listening, I'm talking about my virtual background. Um, you know, I'm in my house and like we've had time where we're not face to face with customers ongoingly. And so we've had time to actually focus on putting, you know, these, these programs together, right. um, which is, so it's going to be cool. Cause I think, you know, we're going to see a lot of businesses come out of this with new revenue streams. The ones that survive are going to have new revenue streams that are there that are, that they are now adding to their previous revenue streams and uh, processes and everything, you know? Great example of that uh, is Dos Mamas. So they were, you know, they were a catering only company and obviously catering kind of dried up and now they've gone to a pickup meal type of deal and they've been selling out. And I will say that the shrimp and grits are delicious. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Shrimp and grits Friday, right? We, we, We were talking about that already. I was, yeah, I was like, I thought fried chicken was Thursday or is it meatloaf? I don't know. The days are kind of like all kind of bunch. It's of, all good. Yeah, it's all <laughs> good. It doesn't matter. Just swing there at a random day and get something delicious. But, um, but they're a, they're a great example of a local business that, uh, uh, the word pivot, ugh. but anyway, they pivoted <laughs> quickly and uh, they created a, a new way to deliver their product. That's been uh, seemingly very successful. Um, and you, and Colin, you've, I, I heard you talking, uh, yesterday, um, uh, the, with the United, the United Way, um, 
uh, Instagram thing you did yesterday. Yeah. And you were talking about wanting to be the, uh, you know, the Amazon of scooters in the area. And so, I mean, you do, I guess you do that by, you know, doing what Amazon does, which is they remove the barriers between you and pushing the button that makes them, you know, process the order and get it out to you. So, I mean, it's just, I think it's a matter of what barriers, what, what ways can you remove barriers between you and the person that's most likely to purchase your product, um, you know? Well, and that's like such a huge opportunity right now because, you know, and, and what I, and what Chris is talking about that I was reflecting on was that the fact that so many people talked about how Amazon was going to put retail, you know, Amazon is the death of retail. Like you heard this over and over and like, and we still hear it. And, and in a lot of ways, I, I like, I understand it. Um, but you know, what, what we've noticed here recently is that there's this huge a huge push right now of support local business, support local business, support local business. So now is the perfect time for everybody to become the Amazon of their product or service and, and use this opportunity to take whatever you do directly to your consumer. And so I, you know, that's why I'm like pushing my team. I'm like, look, like we need, we need somebody to be able to go to the website you know, they need to be able to contact us. They need to be able to buy They need to be able to buy a scooter, do all the paper work electronically. And we need to be able to deliver that scooter within out within an hour. Like, how do you make that happen? And if we can figure that out, then we're going to be, we will, we'll be the Amazon of scooters in Gainesville and be able to deliver that product. And, and, uh, you know, that's just the way, that's just the way my mind is set in terms of, a. Uh, uh, a pivot, <laughs> you know, the word that everybody's getting sick and tired of, but it is, but it's necessary. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if we can make it happen. We're, yeah. we're definitely on the right track and we've definitely been putting a lot of time and effort in there. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's worth noting too. I mean, like we, we kind of come out of it from a perspective and we've talked about it on our podcast of is what do you do with this time in order to make these pivots for your company? But a lot of times there's, you know, maybe a, a third party is somebody that you have to deal with that's that has to make these pivots as well. And they don't do it as fast for us, you know, with, with respect to our local DMV office, which I love, like a lot of the holdup with the e-signatures and stuff that we've had to do with scooters has been that they weren't ready to make those changes. They weren't ready to accept those as valid, uh, you know, transactions. So they've had to make that change in order to pave the way for us to be able to facilitate that. And I think that there's a lot of businesses that are waiting for whether it's the government or vendors state whatever to to change with them so that the solutions that they've developed can actually be feasible have you had have you had to deal with anything like that or is there anything on that front that's holding you back me uh no. yeah no good <laughs> so i mean i i had kind of when i initially set up my agency i i set it up with um the idea in mind that i would be a company of one and so from a um from a business standpoint, my, I'm 95% paper free. Um, I do all my signatures on iPads or remote signatures. So um, I haven't really run into any, any type of issues like what you're describing. Um, and and the, the carriers that I work with, the insurance carriers have been really responsive in terms of, okay, uh, people can't uh, meet in person. So how do we continue to deliver um, or, or, or how do we empower our, the agents that we work with to be able to do what they do? Um, and so they've kind of stepped up to the challenge. And uh, some of the things that I wasn't able to do remotely, I now can. So, so really, um, there, there haven't been a ton of barriers from that standpoint. Um, 
really just like I said, the only the only barrier that I see is the the kind of the um, the, the technology gap, um, and so that's going to take a little more than just me and a little more than just them, but it's going to take maybe society as a whole to kind of address that part. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so in the meantime, I'm just uh, kind of doing my thing. Um, and like, you know, kind of like what Colin said, you got to have different streams of revenue, like with uh, Oxo Fitness. I kind of did a uh, kind of a weird pivot um, because I've got a, obviously a, um, a video production background. That's what my degree was at UF. And so I was thinking in the first few weeks of the uh, pandemic, like, I wonder if uh, virtual home tours would go over right now, because I can't imagine anybody wants to walk into a house that's yep. particularly one that's occupied. I mean, typically when you, um, you know, when you want to find a house to live in, you, you walk into 20 houses. I don't think anybody wants to really do that right now. So, so I, uh, in a week I taught myself how to put together virtual tours. And so that's kind of a side thing that I've been doing that's really taking off. So, um, so yeah, you just got to kind of, you have to be able to adapt, um, in trying times, I guess. No, for sure. It's critical. Yeah. I mean, the people, the people who are think that they're going to sit, sit this one out and just wait for this thing to pass are the ones that are going to go out of business for sure. Yeah. I, I think the, I, I think uh, anybody who's kind of sitting back and waiting for, you know, the government to, to cut a large enough check to, to, um, uh, to, to, to overcome what they've lost, I think is going to be in very, very, very bad shape. I mean, I, it's, you gotta, you gotta keep moving. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, and it seems like a lot of people in Gainesville are doing that. I mean, we're an innovative city and obviously we're a city that cares and gives. So between, between that, um, I, I, th I think we're going to do uh, a heck of a lot better than a lot of the other communities uh, in Florida and around the country. I, I, I feel pretty confident about that. Awesome. Well, Chris, this has been, this has been fun, man. Why don't you uh, wrap us up, tell everybody where they can uh, connect with you, where they can find you. Put your actually, website, that kind of stuff. Actually, my last plug is going to be uh, for the United Way. So I'm on the board of directors of the United Way. I'm also a small business uh, partner. And uh, one of the things that uh, kind of all this free time has allowed me to do is uh, it's given me the opportunity to kind of talk a lot more about the United Way and spend more time, you know, um, talking about the good works that they do. Um, right now, they've got a collaboration between them and the Community Foundation. Uh, it's a fund called NCF Cares. And it's a fund that has been set up to address the immediate needs of our community. And so, you know, you, you think about those people and, and this list is unfortunately longer this thing goes is going to continue to grow. It's the list of people with immediate needs. So how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to pay for food, utilities, um, those emergency needs? Um, this fund is, is for that specifically. The money is uh, administered uh, to the funded partners who are on the street addressing those specific needs. Um, they're taking no administrative uh, fees out of that. So 100% of the fund is going to those immediate needs. And again, that need's gonna continue to grow. So I would encourage you uh, to go to uh, NCF Cares um, on the um, Amazing Give website and uh, you know, give what you can. If you can afford to give, fantastic. Um, if you're in a situation where, you know, you're wondering how are you going to get food and electric paid and stuff, um, uh, you know, there's, there's help there as well. Contact the United Way. 
um, and uh, they've got resources available to help you as well. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my shameless plug. No, it's um, good, man. I mean, I'm a, we're a small business partner of United Way as well. Um, Amber had me, uh, do her Instagram, Instagram live yesterday. So that, that, that's what you were referring to earlier. And uh, I know if you're a small business partner, I know she's planning on continuing to do those as well. Uh, I think she said every Tuesday at three. Um, so if you're interested in being interviewed, definitely reach out to Amber Miller there. Um, but yeah, like super grateful for the United way and everything that they do for the community. Absolutely. So I, that was a great way to end. Yeah, and if you need, um, if, and if you're one of those people that needs help, uh, you can dial two one one. From there, you can give your location, your zip code, and uh, it's a United Way service, and they'll be able to direct you to different programs and, and help in the area. Awesome. So, do you want to plug yourself too? Oh, you, oh, you mean this thing right here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, is I didn't even notice that. Uh, <laughs> what's that doing here? Uh, yeah. So, if you want, hello. So if you want to get in touch with me, uh, if you have questions about, actually, if you have questions about health insurance, uh, for example, you know, a lot of people are wondering, I'm about to lose, maybe they're about to lose their job, or maybe they've um, been laid off and they're wondering, should I take COBRA or should I go through the exchange? I can answer those questions and hopefully put you in, a, in the right place. Um, and as far as, you know, if you have questions of Medicare or or if you just want to chat, I'm, you know, I'm here, I'm stuck in my house too. So we can just chat. That's cool. You know, cool. Um, but you can contact me um, at uh, 352-460-1239. That's my work line. Wink. It comes to my house. Um, also, uh, you can email me at chris at insurewithinsight.com. Insurewithinsight dot com and i'm on facebook and i'm on the internet so thanks he's a natural, <laughs> he's a natural man he's got this whole down this whole home studio thing down it's like making his own commercial now i saw your your star trek background a minute ago now do you prefer the original series or do you prefer tng i do, I do. i'm i am an og so yeah let me <laughs> you're one of the few you're one of the few i know i know i like the overacting what can i say <laughs> Mike, final thoughts Con! Yeah, come on. Oh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, this has been the WHOA GNV Podcast. The podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. We will see you later. Bye, everybody. Bye.